Welcome to the Littler Workplace Policy Institute podcast, insider briefings on the latest legislative and regulatory developments affecting employers. Hello, I'm Bruce Sarchet, and I'm a shareholder with Littler in our Sacramento office. And I'm Sebastian Chilka, Knowledge Management Counsel with Littler in our San Francisco office. And Sebastian and I are also members of Littler's Workplace Policy Institute. WPI harnesses the deep subject matter experience of Littler to ensure that policymakers at the federal, state, and local levels hear the voice of employers as they create laws and regulations that impact the workplace. Today, we are going to talk about something that just might turn out to be revolutionary in that area, a brand new approach to considering when a worker is an employee or an independent contractor. Right. This new approach was created in the wake of the COVID-19 pandemic. Remember back when the pandemic first started to build in the U.S. in, say, February, when people were still leaving their homes to go to work? I do. Well, really the first thing that people started talking about was sick leave. That's right. The thinking was people should not go to work if they were sick because that would just spread the virus. And the thinking continued that if you have insufficient paid sick leave, you're going to go to work even if you are sick because you can't afford to stay home on unpaid leave. Now, some of you may be asking, okay, what does this have to do with a new way of thinking about who is an employee? Right. So how about that, Sebastian? Okay, Bruce, we're getting there, so stay with us. To date, close to a dozen new federal, state, and city paid sick leave laws have been passed in 2020 in response to the pandemic. It's a daily chore to keep up with all the changes in this area, but it's what I do. But the debate over sick leave has also swept up so-called gig workers. The rationale was the same. Regardless of whether you are classified as an employee or an independent contractor, if you are sick, you should stay home and not spread the virus. It does make sense, but gig workers, independent contractors, traditionally have times when they might be working and times when they are not. That's the whole point, the flexibility to work or not when they choose. As independent contractors, then, they really are responsible for taking care of their personal finances so that they can continue to pay the bills during times when they actually are not working. But not everybody sees it that way. Policymakers began to think that gig workers should have access to sick leave, too. If traditional employees can get this new benefit, why shouldn't contractors get it as well? And the focus then shifted to those gig workers who were becoming more and more critical to everyday life as the shelter-in-place orders took hold. The food delivery drivers. The use of these platforms has mushroomed in the past few months. And so in March of 2020, the city of Los Angeles began to debate a new ordinance that would allow unpaid sick leave for food delivery drivers. And at last, that's where this new approach comes in. Indeed, the ordinance defined an employee as any worker of a grocery, retail, drug retail store, or food delivery platform. The city completely abandoned the traditional ABC test to determine whether a worker is an employee or a contractor. Okay, quickly, what's the ABC test again? Sure, it's the test used in California's Assembly Bill 5, AB5, to determine whether a worker is a contractor or an employee. It focuses on A, the right to control, B, what is the business of the employer, and C, is the worker engaged in an independent trade? 
instead of using this test, the city of Los Angeles proclaimed that if you work for a food delivery platform, then you are presumed to be an employee for purposes of the ordinance. As an employee under the ordinance, you have the right to decline orders to care for a sick family or household member, or because you are ill, exhibit COVID-19 symptoms, or if you suspect you've been exposed to coronavirus. So the city of Los Angeles created a brand new approach for determining when a worker is either a non-covered contractor or a covered employee. If you work in this industry, you are presumed to be an employee, at least for purposes of the ordinance. So did this replace the ABC test for California's AB5 food delivery workers in the city of Angels? Not entirely. The standard applies only for purposes of this ordinance. So technically, a worker could be an employee for purposes of this ordinance, but a contractor for other purposes, such as workers' compensation. But we would need to use a different legal test, the ABC test, to figure that out. Some have asked, can we do that? It's a good question. Perhaps there are legal challenges that could be made, but for now, it's a done deal. And when the ordinance became law, a new legal trend was born. California Governor Newsom picked up on this new approach just about two weeks later in his executive order requiring paid sick leave for food sector workers, but went a step further. Again, the worker was considered an employee just because they worked in a particular industry, the food industry, including delivery workers, but there was no rebutting the worker's status. For purposes of the order's paid sick leave requirements, these gig workers were employees. So that's the new approach. But we should also mention another related trend. Many jurisdictions are moving to use California's modified ABC test to figure out who is entitled to paid sick leave. Again, in Los Angeles, the city requires giving emergency paid sick leave to workers at businesses with 500 or more employees in L.A. or 2,000 or more employees nationwide. The L.A. ordinance was designed to ensure that employees of large businesses receive the same leave protections as those who work for smaller businesses under the Federal Families First Coronavirus Response Act, which applies only to businesses that employ fewer than 500 employees. Yep, but the ordinance defined an employee as anyone who performs any work within the geographic boundaries of the city. While the law itself doesn't reference the ABC test to determine worker status, the subsequently published rules and regulations interpreting the ordinance provide that, quote, California law will be applied, close quote. This means we use the ABC test of AB5 in this particular ordinance. And others that follow this lead, either expressly or impliedly using the ABC test to determine status for purposes of new paid sick leave in cities such as Long Beach, Los Angeles County, Oakland, San Francisco, and San Jose. All of these cities have new paid sick leave laws that reference using California law to determine worker status. Not a new test, but the use of a current test for a new purpose. Now, to be fair, this trend did not spring entirely from the COVID-19 crisis. Back in 2019, the city of Berkeley incorporated the ABC test of the California Supreme Court's dynamics decision for its employment ordinances. And even before that, in 2018, San Francisco's Labor Department did the same. 
Notably, both cities have paid sick leave ordinances. But it's not just all about California. Currently, bills are pending in New York City and Philadelphia that would use the ABC test to determine paid sick leave eligibility. Both bills have been sent to committee. While currently no further action has been scheduled for the New York City bill, the Philadelphia bill is scheduled to be discussed in the middle of June. And Seattle has taken up the issue head-on, with the city council adopting the paid sick and safe time for gig workers ordinance. So, the big question here is whether or not this is a revolution. What do you say, Sebastian? Too early to tell. Paid leave during a public health emergency is uniquely situated to be a vehicle for introduction of a new independent contractor model. What remains to be seen is whether this interesting worker classification, at least by local government, is intentional or merely circumstantial and simply intended to try to limit the spread of COVID-19 by a specific type of worker that can continue to operate during the pandemic. All fair points. And it also does seem likely that this new approach in leave laws is part of a larger feeling by some in our society that certain workers should be employees, not contractors. And this larger feeling likely will influence how legislators, judges, and juries evaluate the independent contractor relationship in the future. Agreed. Now, Sebastian and I and all of the folks at Littler certainly understand and appreciate that the COVID-19 pandemic is, is so very sad. People have lost their jobs, their loved ones, their lives. And people should stay home if they are sick to avoid spreading the virus any further. But as we seek to take our economy out of its current frozen state, these overlapping, complex, and competing new laws passed one city at a time, well, that's not going to make the task any easier. We at the WPI believe that a more rational and coordinated approach is called for. Perhaps a federal law, like ERISA, could set a single standard for workplace paid sick leave, or even such a law at the state level. WPI has made efforts to let policymakers know about these concerns and options, and will continue to do so. In the meantime, compliance remains a challenge. Many businesses will likely be engaging in cost-cutting measures in response to the prolonged recession, which is looming. But businesses should be careful not to cut too deeply in the Human Resources Department or in the area of in-house employment law counsel. It looks like it is going to take more and more effort to comply with more and more employment laws as we work our way through this pandemic to the other side. So that's our WPI podcast for today. Thanks for joining us. Stay tuned for further WPI podcasts. And in closing, as my good friend and partner, Furman Laguno, says, we will get through this together. The purpose of this program is to provide helpful information for employers, addressing the latest developments in labor and employment relations. It is not a substitute for experienced legal counsel and does not provide legal advice or attempt to address the numerous factual issues that arise in any employment-related issue. To discover other labor and employment podcast series from Littler, the largest global employment and labor law practice, visit littler.com slash podcasts.